This podcast is sponsored by the Copywriter Underground. It's our new membership designed for you to help you attract more clients and hit 10K a month consistently. For more information or to sign up, go to thecopywriterunderground.com. What if you could hang out with seriously talented copywriters and other experts, ask them about their successes and failures, their work processes, and their habits, then steal an idea or two to inspire your own work? That's what Kira and I do every week at the Copywriter Club podcast. You're invited to join the club for episode 135 as we chat with copywriter Dre Addison about growing his business, the one thing he has done to take his business to the next level, finding and working with clients, and the deep dive question he asks his clients to help them get clear on their brand messaging. So this is a very special episode because it's Valentine's Day, even though when you listen to this, it might be more like Easter time, but there's going to be a lot of love in this episode. Tons of love. So welcome, welcome, Dre. Welcome, Dre. Well, thanks for having me. I feel the love already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we started, before we started recording, we basically shared our Valentine's Day experience thus far, and Rob <laughs> gives books to his children on Valentine's Day, which is so. And on, my wife, and my not just my kids, and my wife. wife, and yeah, we get yeah to each other. Which is, of course, it's all love for it's everyone. So on brand, like who you are, and I just give my kids a lot of sugar and cavities. <laughs> which is also on brand. Which is also on brand. You give them your own book, your brand story book. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's autographed. I don't think they would read it. Yeah, that I should do that. I should give everyone my own book. It's That's, a good way to get it out there. And Dre, what's your what's your Valentine's tradition? Well, I, I usually go out the next day. My girlfriend, she doesn't. She feel like every she feel like Valentine's Day is so populated all the restaurants and stuff like that so normally the day after we go we go out to eat or we just spend, spend time together so smart you can tell you live in new york city when i feel like all new yorkers say that it's like yeah we don't actually go out yeah. on Valentine's Day. there's just no space too for many, all of these people, too many people at restaurants yeah all right so let's kick this off with your story dre how did you end up as a copywriter well at first i feel there's a lot of like twists and turns to it but it first started out with me back in um, 2012 when I was in about to be in my senior year of college. And I just knew that whatever path I was going down, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to make a bigger impact. And I got into affiliate marketing, internet marketing, and just really trying to see how, how yeah, I guess straight up, how could I make money and how I could like build a business on my own. And that took me down the path of affiliate marketing. And I was in a company where I had to figure out how I can stand out from about 10, like tens of thousands of other affiliates or so direct sales. And I, I quickly learned about copywriting, building my own list and Facebook ads and things like that. So I think I had that foundation throughout the years. But then the thing that shifted for me where I really become a copywriter because I made a shift from that to want to be a high performance coach, a mindset coach. But I wanted to specialize in how do I help people get over the stories that are holding them back from sharing their message. So it's always about the messaging. And then I realized that, okay, this is not really my lane. Being a mindset coach, being a high performance coach is not really my zone. What if I use the skill that I've acquired over the years to still help people get their message out there into the world? And that's when I got into first learning about like how to clarify your core message and how to really just the messaging. And then I transitioned into just owning the copywriting and saying, okay, well, I already have the expertise. I already created my own 
smaller products. I've already been doing these things. Now, how can I use my expertise? How can I use my gifts and the things that I have to help people get their message out there or clarify it and feel confident? Just owning their value and owning their gifts and copywriting to me with the perfect balance of that mission that I had and aligning it with the gift that I already had. So can we talk a minute before we get into copywriting about affiliate marketing? I think a lot of us know what affiliate marketing is all about, although maybe we don't do it. It's certainly changed over the last 10 years, you know, how it's done effectively. What are some of the things that you did as an affiliate marketer, Dre, to help people build their businesses? And maybe more importantly, what are the things in addition to copywriting that you could take away from affiliate marketing that you apply in your business today? I think the biggest thing was, like I said, it was almost like it was affiliate marketing was like a, a business opportunity in a sense. So the thing that I got from it was really understanding how do I separate myself. So when I would create a capture page, other people were using the same capture page, other people were using the same sales letters. So I would do little things like, okay, now let me build my own email list. And instead of using the swipe emails, let me start emailing my list. And it's at a point where I was emailing my list almost on like a daily basis. But when people would opt in before they went to the offer, I create like a sandwich page. And I introduced myself and I'd have a video there and just try to personalize and customize the experience and tailor it into a way to where if the offer is positioned one specific way, now you try to have your own lane, your own spin on it to where now, okay, now people are also like buying into you. People are also buying into the message that you're sharing and this is something that's unique. And then you introduce or you almost like you're partnering with that person or that offer. So Dre, can you tell us more about your time as a high performance coach and like why, why it ended up not being your thing and then what you pulled away from that experience that you use in your business today? So with that, it wasn't, it wasn't that, it wasn't that successful with um, the Minds of High Performance Coach. It was more so really it was me creating a lot of content like on, on Facebook and had, had a few clients. But the reason, the reason why I got into it, I guess that's the really thing that drew me into stuff like this. When I was doing affiliate marketing and then I had my own product. But like between like seven dollars, I have my own products like between seven dollars and ninety-seven dollars. But I started to feel unfulfilled. I started to feel like I was just the behind the scenes person, and I knew that I had a bigger message. I wasn't showing up fully, and I had like a a cancer scare, so I had a lump that was growing on my neck. And the doctor said, "Okay, we'll take these antibiotics. It will go down, or let's wait a few months and it will go down and continue growing." And so I went to a surgeon, and he said it could be lymphoma. And oh my gosh. It was like, like, thank God, like it ended up being nothing. Like we, he, he removed the, the lymph node, like a swollen lymph node. He removed it. But I think just that, just that experience just sitting in the doctor's office at that time, I was like 23 years old. And I'm just like, wow. I guess to put everything in perspective of, okay, I feel like I have this bigger message to share. I have, I feel like I have a duty almost to like use my message and use my gifts because I can't take life for granted. I can't take things for granted. So I realized that I wasn't the only person that was going through things like that. So I think that was a shift that made me realize, okay, what was the biggest thing that was holding me back was mindset. It was like these things. So I went down this journey. And, I, you know, a lot of times we go down your own journey, you become passionate about helping other people with that. So I wanted to help other people really own their message and really own their gifts and get out their own way. And I felt like the biggest obstacle was the mindset. But I realized, like, to me, I was passionate about it, but I don't think I had the full expertise enough to just own it. Yeah. So then I said, okay, now how can I still, like right now, I still feel like I'm fulfilling the same mission but just from a different angle. So how can I still fulfill this mission, but from a different angle, instead of being like a mindset coach or a high performance coach? Yeah, that makes sense. So how can copywriters figure out what that message is? Like, what is their brand message? What do they really care deeply about without, I mean, 
a cancer scare could definitely trigger you to question everything, but (laughs) without a cancer scare, how do we sit back and just start to really figure out like, what am I doing? How can I create this impact? What is my message? I think, and we heard it a lot of times, but I think it really goes back to like, what do you stand for? And in a sense of, okay, you see things, because there's natural things where a lot of times, let's say there's a copywriter and they're watching other copywriters talk about something and they're just like, well, that's, that's BS. I don't, I don't agree with that. And it's like, what are the things that you get passionate about? What are the things that on your journey you realize, okay, wow, like this had a big impact. And for me, like with the messaging also, when I got into that, when I started working with, with clients at first, the area that I saw that I had the most passion for and lit me up the most was when clients would have that aha moment to where they feel like, okay, they almost like they give themselves permission to be themselves or to use their gifts. And I think it's when you're, when you're working with clients or you look back at your own journey, you say, okay, like, what was that moment? What was that aha moment? What was that thing? And how can I now use this to help other people? So it really stems from going back to your own journey and, and looking back and saying, okay, what were those key moments? What, what was those, that moment that I felt like, wow. Or when you're working with clients, I felt like we all have a part of our process. We all have a part of the thing that we're doing that we love the most. So now it's digging, it's digging deeper and saying, what about that lights me up? And just asking why, why, why did this light me up? What is it about this? And a lot of times it's either because of something personal to you or because you see the impact or you see how it's affecting other people and you just become passionate about their breakthrough. You become passionate about that aha moment. So we've skipped over a lot of, you know, the beginning stages of your career. But while we're talking about this, I want to know what are the questions that you ask your clients to help them identify the thing that they stand for? You know, how do you get to that aha moment with them? So I got a few questions. Like I said, one of them just now is like, if you had to share one insight or lesson to your ideal client, what would it be? Let's say you're in a room with them or you just had a few moments to share something. What is that thing? Ooh, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, I like that question. And another one is this action of what led them to this work. Because the clients, I guess I should specific too, the clients that I work with are, are coaches and consultants, mainly in the personal development transformation space. So the work is personal. The work that they're doing a lot of times is personal to them. They went through their own transformation a lot of times. So now they're, they're fired up about like helping other people about this. So I ask them, like, what led you to this work? And it's, a lot of times they go back to their own journey. So now from just them sharing that message, them sharing the parts of their story, and why that had an impact on them, why that created a shift in them. We pull out parts of their story, the relevant parts that can connect with their audience. Another question is like, what common advice shared by others in your niche annoys you or that you call BS on? And then I follow that up with, well, well what's the truth? <laughs> Ooh, that's good. And um, so I, I can so listen good. more. So, and this is, this is more so when people go on like a, I guess I call it like a passionate rant. So for me, if you ask me that, I would say I wish more people in my, in my audience would realize that like connection happens before conversion. And that is not just about, all right, like what is the next funnel? What is the next hack? What is the next trip? But instead it's about really understanding who you are and who you can serve and, and really creating that connection. So just like, what are you frustrated that you just wish more people would realize? And if they realized that it would create a shift in them. And then when we get on the audience, when we get on the value, the question I ask is, is three questions. So why this, why them, why you? So when it comes to your offer, what you're putting out there, why this? Why do you feel like this is that thing that's going to create a shift in your audience? Why are you so fired up about offering this? Why them? So why these specific group of people versus all the people that you can serve? What about these people lights you up, gets you excited to wake up every morning to serve? Because you have to have that empathy. You have to, to really care about helping them get results. So it's not enough to say, okay, well, because these people have money, I'm going to work with them. 
like I said, I'm speaking more so to like coaches and consultants. So it's like really why them and then why you? And when I asked the why you, a lot of times it will start with because I know what it feels like to blank. And that's when they get into their story and that's when they, they share those connection points between them and their audience. Okay, I'm going to steal all of these questions. These are really good. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about like what your actual business looks like today because you have gone through this evolution. So what are you selling? What are the packages like? So I have two offers right now. My goal is to really just lead with the brand message and the brand storytelling and just be fully known for that. But right now, the, the main package is still like the email funnels. But I position it in, in a way where that's just the next step. Right. So it's the brand messaging and then up to eight emails. So n- normally it would be like a, a nurture sequence. And you said you have another package too? Yeah, the other package is really the brand messaging strategy. So that's where we go through. I have a framework. So it's three parts to it. It's the truth, tribe, um, transformation. Ooh. So we go through that and we really, so the truth part is the part about, okay, what's your truth? What do you stand for? What do you want to be known for? What is that core message? And we dial into like their backstory. What are the most relevant parts of that story that they can share with their audience? So really like, what is your truth? And then the tribe, so this is where we're focusing all on that one person that they can best serve. And just providing clarity and deeper insight into that and like where they're at on their journey. And I take parts of like a, a story structure to help them really create that character, like a real person that they're serving because it is a real person. And then the transformation to where you're getting clear on what do they, like, what are you really selling? What is the real value that you're offering beyond just, okay, I'm offering an eight-week mindset program. I'm offering a wellness package. Like, what is the real value that you're delivering? What is the transformation? And how to frame that, how to position that in a way that's desirable to your audience. So in that one, I walk them through that that three-part framework. And I do that for both of them, but just the, just one and then the next step is the emails. So I love these frameworks that you've put together, you know, to help people understand how you move from not knowing what you say to knowing who you're talking to, you know, what you're saying about yourself, but most importantly, what you're saying to them seems really super smart. I'm curious though, like how do clients find you so that you can start the process in talking with them? Is it just, you know, through your website? Is it, you know, are you finding them some other way? Like how, yeah. How do you get the process started? Was mainly mainly through content. To be honest, I haven't been that consistent with content lately, but especially over the past few years, before I was doing copywriting, I was talking about messaging since like around 2015. But I was, I was talking about the core message, so I built up an audience around that. And then, like I said, I was in the in the mindset in the high performance space already. So a lot of people that were my peers, we already follow each other. We're in the same groups. I started off with my my, my network. I have Instagram and my email list. Those are really the three ways that I get clients. So when you package this brand messaging guide, can you tell us a little bit more about like the nitty gritty, like how many, how you deliver it? Is it a Google doc? How many pages? How robust is it? And even just a ballpark of what you charge, because a lot of copywriters in in the club are creating similar offers. And I feel like we're all kind of wondering how we all create this and share it. Yeah. So for the first one, the one I just, the messaging strategy, at first it was, I started off and this was what we was working on when we was in the the copywriter, the accelerator. Yeah. It was a three-hour deep dive where we worked through all, all of this stuff. And then I put together the document. I didn't actually I didn't have a certain set amount of pages, but I break it down into, okay, here is core message. Here is, I'll break down parts of the relevant parts of their story, what they stand for, like what do they, what do they call BS on, what do they feel like are like the, their core values that, that drive them. And just really by section. So that's section one with the truth. Same way with the framework, it's not a tribe. I write down who their audience is, and then we break down something that I call it the bridge of beliefs. 
So now we'd help them get clear on, okay, what are the beliefs that, that are like in the way of them experiencing their results and what do they have to believe? And then another thing is MVP alignment. So I just, I just, I like, to, I think I like to have frameworks. I like to have like cool names, <laughs> cool names for stuff. Yeah. You always have the best <laughs> names for your framework. So, so the MVP <laughs> alignment. So that just, that's mission values and perspective alignment. So that just understand, okay, what's driving this person? How do they see the world? And then how do we align that? How do we connect that to your mission, to the value that you stand for, to the beliefs that are and the perspective that you have? So I break that down. So the next step is the tribe on that document. And then the transformation to where we, we map out their process, their, their framework. We map out just the description of the offer in itself. What is the outcome of it? What is the identity? So when someone goes through this, like, who will they become? How, how are they showing up? What do they really want from this? And then just like really bridging that gap of, like, okay, like, this is who they are right now and this is where they want to be. And it's valuable because just the language in this document you can use in your about page on your, your work with me page. And then also have like a brand story guide. You can copy paste that almost as, a, as an about page because it's starting off just connecting with them and sharing parts of their story and then leads into their offer or if they have a lead magnet. So it's, those are the, the real two deliverables for that on top of the call. And when I, when I started off, I started off at $750 and now it's, now it's at $2,000. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. And there's, there's so much in there. I mean, when you think of the value with just creating a framework for a client, like there's so much value in helping them work through their process and figure out their offers. And then you have everything else on top of that. I mean, that's, that's worth a lot. Yeah. And because the thing that I, I realized like early on, there's a lot of power in like clarity and having a, a strategic focus because the clients that I work with, they know that they have a message. They know they have value and they're, they're oftentimes working with a, a coach or they're in like a high ticket mastermind program already. But a lot of, a lot of those things are just, Hey, follow this system, follow this blueprint. Just do these things because I've made money this way. And especially in the personal development space, a lot of times there's this belief that you have to be talking about money or you have to be leading with money or funnels or the thing that you see all the time on, on Facebook and all these ads to create success. So when people have that clarity, okay, okay, here's how I can actually lead with what I want to talk about. But in a way that connects with my audience is like an aha moment that, that lights up. And then now the content starts to flow and, and they just have to have more confidence to show up. Yeah, I, I really like, like I said, the frameworks. I really like your process. I'm curious, when you're working with clients, Dre, what are the parts that kind of trip them up? What do they struggle with that you've really got to jump in and help them? You know, is it on the transformation or is it on the you know stuff about them? Where are the sticky parts? I think it's two, I'll say two parts. The first, about them, I think opening up and, and feeling like, okay, this stuff matters. Like this stuff will actually connect with my audience and how I think that's the thing. Like, how do I share this in a way that connects? Because either you don't, you don't want to sound self-centered. You don't want to sound like you're just all about yourself or you just feel like, Hey, whatever, this, this stuff doesn't matter. But I think when you really create that connection, that, that's one thing that they stuck on. And then another part is when it comes to understanding their audience. So yeah, you may, they may have like the demographics and, and that's, that's the stage where my, my audience is. They know who the person is, but it's really more so demographics. And not taking the time to like dive deeper into what are their beliefs. Also, beyond the external obstacles, what are the internal obstacles that they have? So like, what is the thing that they're saying to themselves? What, like, what is the identity? What, what is it that's going on in their life right now that's making them feel comfortable in this position? And I think those, those are two things, but that one, especially not digging deep enough because you're just so passionate about doing your work and sharing this message and just getting out there that you're not really taking time to really understand 
your audience and speak to them in a very specific way that's, that connects on a, a more emotional level beyond just a problem that, that you're solving. So it seems to me, as I look at a lot of people in the niche that you work in, you know, a lot of people default into one of two positions. One, you know, they share all of these personal experiences, the, you know, rags to riches or the things that they've suffered from, or they go all the way to the other side and it's, you know, this tough guy or tough girl, nothing gets me down, I'm strong. Do you see that happening with your clients or is there more nuance to that? Is there a place in the middle where some of the rest of us can fit? Yeah, I believe that I believe it's a place in the middle. But I, I'd say that my experience is more so the first example that you gave where people are just being vulnerable and just sharing. But there's no real, I guess there's no real like strategy or like, <laughs> no like thought process behind, okay, how, like what, first of all, like what is, what is like the big idea that I'm even sharing behind this? Like where do I want to lead people from this? It's just people being passionate about whatever they're doing. They're just, they're just sharing without any real like, like strategy behind it. Yeah, so the vulnerability needs to be attached to something you're trying to accomplish in business. It, it doesn't do any good to talk about how my dog just died or you know the, the awful things that are happening constantly in my life if it doesn't lead to some other you know, transformation or some other positive outcome. You can just share that with me, Rob, whenever you need to. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put that on your about page. Just share that with me. <laughs> Therapy session, do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I say that. Well, a question you can share that stuff because it's same. It's same like email. You know, sometimes you you get emails and it's about the most random things, but then it, you still can segue into a message. So, a question is like, why does this matter? Yeah. So, what does this mean, and why does this matter? So, you can share something about your dog, but now if you can connect right. to it emotionally, you can connect to it to to something that relates to how your audience feels. Now that's the thing. And I think that's, that is the aha moment in itself from an audience where it's like, okay, you're sharing this stuff, but it always has to be in the context of how it is relevant to the person on the other end. That makes sense. So can you share one thing or if there's a couple of things that's helped you, you know, up level and air quotes your business the most because you've, you've grown so much in your business. Like what have you done that's worked really well? So one of, one of the things is from early I knew that I wanted to be more than just a copywriter or a just like whatever whatever title. I saw myself almost like a partner in my in my client's business and I became invested in it. So I would always look for opportunities to go, okay, well now, yeah, I'm writing this email thing, but I also will be paying attention to like their Facebook ads or I also looking at their their messaging and just the overall concept of things and, and how how they're showing up. And just sharing just sharing things to where they they felt like, hey, like I'm I'm in good hands. And this person cares, this person genuinely cares about my success. And they look at you differently now because it's not, it's not just, okay, you're writing words or you're helping me get this thing. It's like, okay, like, let's do this together. And I, I think that's, this is, I guess you could say 1B. Like, <laughs> if I just say one thing, this is, this is the, the second part of, of one, where the clients that I work with, I always find a way to be almost like emotionally fired up about their mission as well. Because as copywriters, we're writing for other people. And we're trying to get their message across. So if you if you don't resonate with that message, if you don't believe in their mission and what they're doing, it's hard to create that connection. But when you feel that, that's when you can share your copy with the client. They feel like, wow, like I love this. This is exactly what I had in mind, or exactly what I want to share. Because you're almost like you're you're transferring that passion onto you, and now you're making it go through the copy and, and letting people feel that. Yeah, I like that. So what else? I, I mean, I know we kind of asked you for one thing, but it seems like you've had a lot of influences. <laughs> we in want 10 things, actually. Yeah. What, what, what else has helped you really up level? 
We'll, we'll pay you. Whatever it takes. I tell you, really, the, the accelerator. That's where I think that that's where I got the most confidence as far as the business side of things. First of all, like the community, but also just the templates, the contracts. It was like I didn't have to spend time just like either winging it or just like like going through the internet and just going having all these tabs open and trying to figure things out. I was able to just have this there, so now I can I could focus a lot more on my business and, and mastering my skills. So I got I got a lot of confidence from that. And just like this little confidence boost within that, like, I, like it would be sometimes where like Carol would like respond to my email, be like great email, or we worked on a project and she's like, I love your messaging. And I remember, <laughs> I remember like I, I screenshotted that and I showed it to my girlfriend. I'm like, look, like this. <laughs> I have a couple of those picture framed on my wall too. For good job, Rob. <laughs> it was just, it was like, a, you know, you having someone else that, that you know works with people at, at a, at a higher caliber, people that you look up to and just being able to, to connect with them, be able to ask questions, be able to get feedback, that gave me confidence because up until that point, I spent a lot of money, but it was more so just on courses or if it was a coaching program, it would just be those AB coaching programs that just like drip out the content and you just be in a Facebook group with, with a bunch of people, but there wasn't any real like interaction from the, the owner of it. So that was, that was really my first experience of like almost like having like real coaching I haven't really like mentors real like feedback in that sense yeah no that's so important I feel like that's what's helped me early on in my business just getting that feedback from people in small groups like intimate groups where someone's actually reading what you've written or just checking out what you've done and commenting on it and, and actually cares about it that's that's such a great confidence boost I think we all need that at different times so at this point like things are going well in your business what are some challenges today how do you kind of continue to grow and what are those challenges that you're you're facing right now? For me, it's knowing the direction I want to go in with like really leading with really going all in on the like the brand message and the brand story. I guess like you know we all have limited beliefs that okay, well now I, if I don't have the copy part of it or if I don't have this, then it's not you no, know, it's not valuable or it's not gonna not gonna be good enough or not gonna be a thing. So I think sometimes that holds me back because I'm just I'm just in my head too much or I hesitate or I may not create as much as I want to because it's just like this indecision that's holding me back from that. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Can you talk more about specialization? Because this is so big in what you've done. Like you've been very clear that messaging is what you want to focus on and that's the direction you want to go. Can you just tell other copywriters why specialization has been useful to you and maybe just give them another way of looking at it? Because I think so many of us like push away and push against specialization. It's, it's scary to really go that narrow. I think it allows you to create your own lane. And I think the biggest thing is, is simplifying your focus. Because now, if I know that messaging and also email, if I know that that's my lane, I'm not worried about a million things. I can study the, the greatest email marketers. I can study things from like story. And I can really hone my craft to where now I can become that go-to person for that. And with email, that's that's where I started off with the messaging and email. And it was very easy for my client to refer me. Like one of my first clients, he was in a big high ticket on Mastermind. The Mastermind was about business and about like like funnels and just just growing growing a coaching business. So he would re- he would refer me to people that was also in that Mastermind. And then he had someone that was on his team, like it was like a designer or somebody. And that when that person branched out on his own, he messaged me and said, "Hey, I know I know you do email. I know we work on projects together. So it just makes it easy for people to find you, and also makes it easier for you to feel confident because you know this is my thing. This is what I do." 
and you can own it and you can be seen as a leader. You can create content around it and just that that just be your thing without without the pressure to be everything or have to learn every every single thing. Yeah. Hey, we're just jumping into the show today to tell you a little bit more about the Copywriter Underground. Rob, what do you like best about this membership? So this membership community is full of copywriters that are investing in their businesses and taking what they do seriously. Everything is focused around three ideas, copywriting and getting better at the craft that we all do, marketing and getting in front of the right customers so that you can charge more and earn more, and also mindset so that you can get out of your head and focus on the things that will help you be successful at what we do. There's a private Facebook group for the members of the community, and we also send out a monthly newsletter that's full of advice, again, on those three areas, copywriting, marketing, and mindset, things that you can mark up and you know tear out, put them in your files, save them for whatever, and it's not going to get lost in your email inbox. Carol, what do you like about the Copywriter Underground? So I, I love the monthly hot seat calls where our members have a chance to sit in the hot seat and ask a big question or get ideas or talk through a challenge in their business because we all learn from those, those situations. And then I also feel like the templates we include in the membership are valuable because who wants to reinvent the wheel? And Rob and I end up sharing a lot of the templates and resources we use in our own businesses. So I would definitely want to grab those. So if you are interested in joining a community of copywriters that are investing in their business and in themselves and trying to do more, get more clients, earn more money consistently, go to thecopywriterunderground.com to learn more. Now back to the program. All right. So... I want to ask about branding and social media because you did mention that that's how you found clients because you've been doing this for a while. Like you've had, you've had, I mean, you can check out your YouTube videos and it seems like it just, you're naturally great at creating this brand and the design elements are always just so professional. So my question is like, how can copywriters do what you've done with your branding and social media? How can we approach it so that it does work for us and we do attract clients just by showing up with this consistent brand and message on social media. I think it really goes back to the message and, and what you want to, like what you want to stand for. Cause sometimes it's to the point where like I, I hold myself back because I feel like I'm almost always saying the same thing, but then I end up working because this is the message that I'm, that I want to be known for. So I think it's, it's really starts with like getting clear on, what do you want to, you know, for what is that lane that you want to have? So, so like with Kira, like with you is really with that, you know, embracing your weird and the personality stuff. And just, I realize the more that you talk about stuff like that, the more that you attract people who resonate with that message, who may be looking for a copywriter or maybe looking for a messaging strategist or whatever, but they don't resonate with the hard pitching, the hard selling way of doing things or just only conversion. They feel like, wow, I, I have this great personality. I have this great story to tell. I have this thing. I want somebody that gets me. I want somebody that, that, that focuses on that. So now that was the big thing for me with social media. And what I would do when I was more consistent with it in the morning time, I would open up an Evernote document and I would either like journal or ask myself, like, what's, what's one thing that I can share today to add value to my audience? And I just, I started writing stuff down. A lot of times it'll be like a, this, this long paragraph and thing like that. And, but then within that paragraph, there may be two sentences or three sentences that really stand out. And then now that's either the caption for my post or that's the text that I put on my Instagram post or that's the video that I create. So it's just, it just getting in a habit of, even if you don't show up every day, like posting every day, creating something of value every day and just asking yourself like what what can I share if you read something looking for the lessons in that 
And even though you, you see this stuff now, I've been making videos since like 2013. So I guess, you know, over time, I guess I just got better at it. When I look at it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem that good. <laughs> it doesn't seem that good to me, but it's just, it's just over time, I, I think. So just like patience also. Yeah. So it seems like patience, consistency, persistence, but is it going all in and choosing to social media channels? Is that how you think of it? Like, Hey, I'm going to go all in on YouTube and Instagram and I'm going to post twice a week. Do you approach it that way? Or does it just kind of happen naturally? Yeah, that helps. Like right now, just to be transparent, if someone looks at my pages, you're not going to see that much consistency right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to check it out. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that's that was that's what I had to decide. Where I said, okay, I'm going to choose Instagram because, especially with with coaches and in the personal development space, they're on Instagram. So you know, also going back to where your audience is at, and beyond that, where can you be the most consistent? So I, like, I personally don't like Facebook. At first, I tried to keep up with, with Facebook, but it was just it was just too much for me. So I like Instagram. I like videos, so I, I chose YouTube. But for this year, I, I said I'm gonna still record videos, but instead of posting it on YouTube, I'll just have smaller clips on my Instagram. So I choose I chose Instagram and I chose my email list. So I think that's that's also like what you said, just choosing one or two platforms and just being consistent on there, because then it's easier to branch out after that. Yeah, I think that's great advice. So Dre, you know, I can imagine somebody listening to this is thinking, holy cow, he's got everything figured out. He's got his processes down. He's got these great frameworks. He's doing well in his business. He's got his niche and it's working for him, finding the right clients. What isn't working in your business or what mistakes have you made that, you know, as you've gone along that maybe the rest of us could try to avoid? But one of the biggest mistakes was like trying to prove myself or trying to prove my value to clients, but overstepping boundaries. Like not respecting my own boundaries. Like I had one client to where I delivered the emails, but then I also shared insights about the landing page, and then I ended up just I ended up just creating the landing page because I wanted to sh- I wanted to show him how it could look, or I wanted to show him certain things. So I ended up doing things that were beyond the scope. So I think that's that's one of my that's one of my issues. Like having set boundaries and not not going beyond that. And also a thing that I still struggle with is like systems, having systems down. So those are, those are really, and I guess that goes back to the boundaries. Those are, those are almost the same thing. Right. Yeah. When you have systems, it's easier to create those boundaries. So I always like to look, know what happens behind the scenes. So we see, you know, we see your Insta feed and it looks so pro. Like what does a typical week look like for you behind the scenes? How do you structure your days and your time so that you have, you know, a good business and you're, Investing in your business and then also have a, a good life. As far as like the higher level picture, I break things down to where I have certain days where I'm writing, like really focused just all in on writing copy. Because to me, I, I find that after I write copy, my, my brain is like fried after, after a while. So I have that. On Sundays, I plan out the week and I plan out my content that I'm going to create. Mondays, I create the content in advance. That's social media posts. If I'm, if I'm emailing, emailing my list, I would usually do that. Probably like an hour before, <laughs> hour before I email my list. <laughs> <laughs> so I do that. And then I have a set, set days for when I do calls, either like, um, sales calls and then like client calls. And then I break down a separate day for copywriting. So I don't have, I don't have it down, but for the most part, I start my day off just focusing on, I guess like you say serving myself. So I, I wake up, I go to the gym, you know, read for 15 minutes and just, just do, I have, have my own morning routine so that I'm feeling good. And then if I'm working on my own stuff, I'll do that first. If it's a project and you have deadlines, 
sometimes like th- those boundaries and that stuff goes out the window and it just <laughs> from the time I wake up to the, to the time I go to sleep I'm just like like writing copying and getting things done so if you were starting over or if you could go back and talk to Dre just starting out you know just coming out of the affiliate marketing area and starting to do copywriting what advice would you give to yourself so that you could get more done more quickly I'd say if I was coming out of the affiliate marketing and I was going into this I would say to really just same thing, I like own something, but also spend spend more time understanding the business side of things. Because I felt I felt confident, I also felt confident in the actual skill of the copywriting or skill of helping people clarify their message. But it wasn't enough confidence, it wasn't enough research, it wasn't enough time spent. Okay, like this is a real business, so I have to understand contract, I have to understand proposals, I have to understand these legal things, I have to understand systems. I took too long to like really like take that. No, take that seriously. Even when I had the resources and accelerator, I was implementing it, but I didn't make it enough of a priority and a focus. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So can you share what you're building over time? I know you mentioned that you want to focus more on, like go all in on brand messaging, but as a platform and as a brand, where do you see yourself a couple of years from now, like on speaking on stage or what are you really excited to build? I'd say a... We're not a bigger business, but a business where I'm known or maybe the go-to person for helping entrepreneurs, especially coaches and consultants, dial in their message and be able to share their story, share their message, share their value with their audience in a compelling way. And I, I want that to be my focus. And I see myself having, let's say, one or two copywriters that I'm working with. And now they'll be able to create, let's say we create a website copy. So let's say now we're creating the homepage, the about page, the services page for the audience or we're creating an email funnel. And I see, I see that. So it was like, I have a platform to where I see myself speaking on stage. I see myself on like podcasts and building up this platform and it's beyond copy. It's really more so about almost in a personal development way of owning your value, owning your message and realizing that what you have and who you are and what you stand for and the value inside you is good enough. Now, how do we share that in a way that matters to other people? I just see myself being that that go-to source for that, but also still having a service side of it. But I don't have to be the one that's doing all the work for it, at least. Yeah, I, I love your message so much. I just want to see you speaking on stage and, and motivating people all around the world. Yeah, it's fun to, to see, not that you needed a lot of help from us, but to see where you came from in the accelerator and where you are now and, and just what you've done with your business. It's, I think, really exciting. And it just shows that, you know, when you've, got a goal in mind and you know you're you're going after it that you can achieve a, a lot and what you're doing with your business is really cool andre so if people want to connect with you find out more about you where should they go my website elevate to elite.com and you also can connect me on instagram so that's my name at andre addison and spell that just so that we make sure we spell it right yeah a-n-d-r-e-y-a-d-i-s-o-n excellent all right. Thank you so much, Dre, for coming on here with us. And, you know, it's been so great to work with you on projects. I want to work with you again and just really excited to spend more time with you over the next year. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to the Copywriter Club podcast with Kira Hug and Rob Marsh. Music for the show is a clip from Gravity by Whitest Boy Alive, available in iTunes. 
If you like what you've heard, you can help us spread the word by subscribing in iTunes and by leaving a review. For show notes, a full transcript, and links to our free Facebook community, visit thecopywriterclub.com. We'll see you next episode.